Welcome to Swimming with Sepsi, where we break down various life topics, bring on inspirational guests to talk about their lives, their experiences, and encourage you to swim through your own inner thoughts, emotions, and feelings to inspire a change within you that will hopefully lead to an outer change in your own personal reality. I ask that throughout this episode and all future episodes that you come with an open mind, an open heart, and a willingness to look at yourself in a different way and to look at the world in a different way. I'm grateful for each and every one of you that has tuned in in this current moment, and I look forward to sharing many more moments with you. And with that, let's dive on in. that let do the honors matthew absolutely thank you thank you my friend thank you thank you thank you thank you, thank you, thank you. give it a second i'll blow it out we'll do tandem nice mm. wonderful all right welcome 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 to swing with sepsi i'm your host joshua sepsi we got Nikki Tomacheski on the ones and twos in the back. Let's give her a huge shout out, Nikki. Thank you, Nikki. <laughs> Our equipment is a little low, um, so we're working on getting uh, extra space as far as another microphone, some other equipment, new so mixer. So Nikki can be so Nikki at the can, front and center with us. Yeah, she can be here always, <laughs> always and forever. Nikki's always with us. Hashtag Nikki's always here. Um, so any support is awesome and greatly appreciated. Um, and today we have a special, special guest on. Welcome. Friendly here, Mr. Matthew Maybe. Thank you. Yes, my name is Matthew Maybe. I work, um, as an event manager, but I love astrology and I've been studying We won't talk about the event manager stuff, but we're going to go into... The main purpose, and I feel like that, like Matthew embodies, and why I love having just these kind of conversations with you, is the how like call you like Mister Astrology, like Master, maybe Astrology, (laughs) something like that, because it's just like the insights you bring, the daily maybe, the daily, (laughs) the daily maybe. That's what my friends would say to me. <laughs> the Daily Baby. Yes. Shout out to Kaylee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> shout out to Kaylee. Um, yeah. The, the way you break it down is something that I feel um, not only do you get into like the terminology, but like the way you explain it, the way it. Um, can be perceived by someone who doesn't know anything about astrology. Yeah. Um, and you've been studying it for a really long time. Yeah. So that's also another cool aspect to have. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I know we, um, I want to get into that first. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. what sparked your interest on it? What like was this like, Okay, I absolutely love this. I'm gonna keep diving into learning more about yeah, because it's a vast, it's a vast Thousands topic. Astrology is not just like yeah. Oh, I'm a I'm a Libra. Yeah, no, <laughs> I mean it's cute, but I mean it's a lot more deep than that. Um, but there is some fun stories you can share with one another, knowing your basic sun signs and stereotypes. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I, ever since I was very young, I was fascinated by the planets. I really loved color 
And I think that's one thing that really drew me to astronomy and the stars was just how colorful outer space is Mm -hmm. Um, with just uh, pictures we would get back from like the Hubble Space Station and all that stuff, the telescope. Um, Back when I was a kid in the 90s, you know, (laughs) space was like so cool. Um, So that was my first draw was the planets and color. And then as a junior high school student, I started reading more about astrology. I was introduced to this book called Everything You Need to Know About Astrology. (laughs) Sounds Um, promising. Yeah, it was. (laughs) Um, It was very detailed about the history of each sign and the personality qualities of each sign. And then it would talk about charts and how to do a basic chart um, and then planetary positions over um, almost like an almanac of planetary positions across time. So that was my first exposure, and then I just continued as a high school student to read more books from the library. Um, when social media started coming about, I started following certain astrologers online. I started reading more from daily articles and monthly horoscopes on all signs uh, ever since I was 14, 15 years old, um, and I'm 33 three this year so it's about 15 16 years (laughs) that i've been reading up on it and then um most recently i did a astrology course on hellenistic astrology which is western versus the vedic um jyotish astrology based out of jyotish yeah so there are two uh, major there's many forms actually of astrology but two primary ones that the Western world looks at the most are Western Hellenistic and Jyotish Vedic astrology. And they both came about at the same time um, as it's a hybrid between Greek mythology and Roman mythology with Indian Persian mythology. And because of Alexander the Great and the expansion of that empire and like the merging of different cultures, they came about at the same time. Um, And so they're both valid. They both have their place. The major difference between the two, there's a lot more focus on the eclipse cycle um, in the Jyotish and Vedic tradition, which is not to say it's not focused in the Western. It is, uh, but it's just heavily focused upon your Rahu and your Ketu which are the names of my gods, <laughs> Jyotish and Vedic astrology. Um, and then the other major difference is Western Hellenistic. It keeps the position of the sky where it was at its inception. So the earth, as it goes around the sun, it wobbles. It's like the inception of like, <laughs> of like it, the big bang inception or like the inception of, of the, practice, the first. Okay. The practice. practice. Okay. Yeah. So like, that would be pretty wild. We knew exactly what the sky looked like <laughs> when it started. <laughs> yeah. So when you look at when someone says I'm a Libra or I'm a Pisces, um, they are referencing their sun sign and they're referencing nine times out of 10, they are referencing Western Hellenistic astrology. And that is based on information from a screenshot of the sky back like 4,000 years ago. Um, the earth wobbles as it goes around the sun. And so over a very long period of time, the constellations will shift in their relation to our position on the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so in Jyotish astrology, they take that into consideration where the sky is shifting over time. And so you basically would take your Western sign in minus about 23 degrees off of your Western sign. And that would be your Jyotish sign. <laughs> so. so that would totally change. I think like you would probably be, a I'd Virgo. probably be a Virgo. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So it, not to say one is more valid than the other. They both have their place. Um, it's just, Depends on which one resonates more for you. Yeah. And my practice is more in Western Hellenistic astrology. 
Okay, so you don't follow the Deutsch. I I appreciate it, <clears throat> and I could definitely learn more about it. Um, and it's I've had some exposure as well working in Ayurvedic practices. Yeah. So which has been really awesome because they I, take that like from what I'm like from what I know from people that I know that actually like go to these people they do some in depth. Mm-hmm. readings with that because they yeah. sync it up to they some other stuff i don't know what they marriages do with it. yeah do they yeah, really they do in india yeah that's intense yeah based on your natal chart that's some heavy arrange, belief right there they arrange your marriage yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i know they do like uh also like business like if you have business yeah. partners and stuff like mm-hmm. that you get a whole yeah. reading done for like a whole chart done of like this is the best time to either engage in a contract or yeah. do this or bring something out or like lay low like yeah. don't yeah yeah that that always is that blew my mind yeah that they sit and do that but they've been doing it for years i mean it's been a practice for like 5000 years yeah yeah so that's that's so, pretty awesome I mean, people can say that astrology, and technically it is a pseudoscience because yeah, it's, it's there's a, a lot of, of myth. The stars. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a, there's a lot of myth in it too, right? Yeah, like even the names of the planets, like Venus and Mars, they're all have their qualities based off of. Um, mythological story. Yeah, like where did we get that? Is that what the, yeah. like the energetic feeling of it? Like, oh, this is yeah. Venus is like all yeah. about love. When or, Venus is in this position yeah. at this time of the day, <laughs> then you will have good fortune and <laughs> make more money and be profitable. <laughs> you know? Um, so it, it's based on myth. Um, but the science piece behind it, which is really interesting, is we're all energy and to we're all product of the same source we're all indirectly connected um and so one beautiful thing about astrology is that it shows everybody's interconnectedness um it Mm. brings everybody back to that origination point um and here we are having that local experience in our unique natal chart inception on this earth so um yeah, it's just, it's really nice and reassuring. It's a nice tool to use in one's life as a guide, not to um, determine everything, but it's a nice reference. What would you say would be like the best like spots to focus on if you wanted to use it as a guide? Because I know there's, yeah. you know, you have the, I, I don't have to go into all of them. I mean, I know you have the houses and you have each planet has a different sign for you basically yeah um but i also know that I, isn't there like what specific areas would you really want to focus on if you wanted to one say um grow emotionally mentally physically maybe in relationships things like that like where would you really want to focus two things that i like to bring up in uh natal chart readings one is the location of your sun moon rising, which most people mm-hmm. nowadays know, um, big three, the big three, yeah, it's <laughs> What's really your big three. I hear that. <laughs> it's really helpful as an individual to know that because energetically you can understand a little bit more about yourself and right. what is helpful for you and what is unhelpful um, in certain situations. So, for example, we can take my. Uh, sun, moon, rising. So I'm a Pisces sun, rising Libra, and my moon is in Taurus. So <laughs> I have a lot of Venus exaltation. So Venus rules Taurus and Libra and is exalted in Pisces. So it's what all does this exalted in Pisces mean? It means it's an f- honored guest. Okay. It's the okay. special guest. <laughs> so like, all like of my right big three are <laughs> Venusian influenced uh, signs. So I have a very effeminate nature. <laughs> right, right, right. And I enjoy um, fine foods and nice gifts and you know fun experiences so that good, have good things i like yeah. to have and I'm, i have a, an artist's eye i enjoy particular. color i enjoy creativity i appreciate creativity in others mm-hmm. um so things like that where that'll be helpful for me to know that i thrive in environments where 
artistry, creativity, and expression are shown, mm. like Venusian qualities, right? Mm-hmm. Um, things for me that are unhelpful that I need to be aware of is perhaps sometimes I need to step outside of my comfort zone. <laughs> <laughs> Venus and Taurus moon, the moon is your emotional uh, um, and mindset. Um and oh, your physical body yeah. and Venus and Taurus is like I have a routine I'm good don't <laughs> f with my routine <laughs> like I just love I'm this a pillow part. princess like, <laughs> like don't mess with my routine <laughs> oh that's um, good so but yeah things like that where if you understand your big three it can help you know where your strong suits are and areas where you could improve upon or just be aware of so that you can thrive in your life yeah, yeah. Um, and not struggle as much when you get to just know yourself better um so, so mine's leo rising libra sun and aquarius moon mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun stuff. That is a lot of fun stuff. <clears throat> yeah, the Leo rising, I feel like, is really big Yeah, compared to everything else. It's interesting because that Libra sun is like, do I want to do this? And do I want to do that? Oh, yeah. Do I want to do this? I'm, and then the Leo is like, we're doing this. And Aquarius <laughs> moon is like, think again. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a very like, back and forth. Yeah. And then when I finally make the decision, it's a lot. Yeah. yeah, I'm able to be set in stone, it. and it, yeah. it, it, I just go. Yeah, but I do have that inner dichotomy of like, well, and I weigh out the options yeah. so long to where I'm like, it's been 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been yeah. debating this thing for yeah. a minute. Yeah, because Libra and Aquarius are very, uh, or excuse me, Leo and Aquarius are very potent signs, um, very strong energy, mm-hmm. and then Libra fixed? is like the peacekeeper, like. Okay, guys, make up your mind. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but yeah, so that's one. And then the second thing um, is just a general knowledge of the eclipse cycle, where your Chiron is and where Saturn is in your chart. And knowing the relationship those three positions have with your big three. Um, okay. So now we're getting into some pet, like some layers here. Yeah. So those are the ones that'll be more transformative for the individual in their lifetime that they'll see throughout their life. Um, so it'll be like repetitive behaviors or patterns, things that you need to notice and be aware of in order to either a accept it for what it is and just keep living it mm-hmm. or B wishing to seek to change it if it's something that you don't want to repeat, you know? So um, it's the opportunity for transformation. Uh, So just knowing those positions where your eclipse cycle was, Chiron and Saturn and how they interface with your big three, Um, whether they're in favorable positions or whether they're in unsavory positions. (laughs) (laughs) So... Um, I think that's that, is that like the most helpful. When you're looking at those, would you want to look at how they are placed like at the time of your birth? Or would you want to look at like where they are in accordance to like this present day? Kind of both? Both. Both. Yeah. So first you start with birth so that you understand what your the main relationship is. Yeah, yeah. What you've been embedded with at gotcha. the time of your birth. Gotcha. Because that will be carried throughout your life. Now, like you mentioned, presently, those planets will revisit certain places when you were born and also conflicting signs as well to where your natal energy was. Like your big old Saturn return. Yeah, your big old Saturn return. Saying like, you know, 30 years have passed. You ready? <laughs> you feeling you feeling good about the past thirty years? <laughs> or let's would you like to you, live it all over again? Let's see what again? you learned. Let's see what you learned. Would you like to experience things. it all over again? <laughs> yeah, probably not. Actually, I don't know. I don't actually have any sort of. I okay. You have those little regret pieces, right? But like. Yeah. The last 30 years, I mean, I always try to encourage looking at it as like, it happened. Yeah. There's not or much I can really do about it now. You just say I can like, accept, uh, 
what did I learn about myself? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What I How do I see myself period? now? <laughs> do I still see myself the same way? Versus that narrative I had when I was a teenager, <laughs> like oh, when I was a five-year-old. You know? Yeah. Where's oh, the narrative now? Changes. Those yeah. are drastic changes. <laughs> And what do I see repeating in the past 30 years? Yeah, what, what shifts can I make yeah. to not keep that repetitive process? For me, it was definitely, and it's something I'll be lifelong, but <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, you know, uh, the inability to say no sometimes. Sometimes I'm too agreeable. That's my Libra rising. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping the peace. Like, yeah, <laughs> sure. Sierra. Sure. Yeah. The energy's so, totally not there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like learning those qualities about yourself and knowing when you can make adjustments or changes that you want to see in your lifetime, if that's something you don't want to repeat anymore. Yeah. Um Saturn definitely gives you that opportunity. So I'm feeling that now. I'm 29 right now, so I'm going through it all. You are. Of just like, <laughs> you know, you look back in the past, and the same thing. I was a very just yeah. agreeable, like go with yeah. the flow. Like I didn't sure really didn't really arise <laughs> into that like Leo leader nature yeah. until probably like five years ago. Yeah. And then I I discovered how that felt, and I was like, okay, so yeah. this kind of that felt more agreeable with mm-hmm. myself and like mm-hmm. learning, okay, this is what Josh needs. This mm-hmm. is what Joshua needs. Actually, I started, I shifted. Did you realize that when I did I that did. at the uh, yoga teacher training? I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. I sh- mm-hmm. it shifted after that. And I was like this, it felt more embodiment. Yes. It felt that like everyone wanted a shorthand yep. of me. Yeah. And so I gave them the shorthand of me mm-hmm. and then I left, you know, I cut out a lot of things for yeah. myself. So I was like, look, I, I don't want to continue this pattern anymore. I realized it throughout right. all you know early life and things like that. Right, it um, had its purpose. It did. It served it well. Is it and still it, for me? Yeah. No, yeah. It opened up like all of these, I mean, doors and opportunities by being that yes person. Yeah. By um, so like I could see all these other things that I probably never would have done had yeah. I not just been like. Let's just go for it and see with this huge curious mindset. Yeah. Opportunity comes when you agree to it. (laughs) And I've been like that one of those big questioners my whole life was Mm -hmm. like, what if this and what if that's not really real? And what is this? Why are we why are spoons named spoons? Why are (laughs) why do we have these names for like a fork and like all these other things? Like that curiosity nature. Mm -hmm. Um so I was always just like, Yeah, let's try it. Yeah. And now I'm like finding like Okay, yeah, let's try it. Let's try it. Let's try it. Let's try it. This is what really, this is what I really want to try now. Yes. This is really what I want to try. So it's like more linear. Yeah, distilling it down. Yeah. 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 It's mm-hmm. like going through a giant refinement process. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> to come out to a nice fine wine. You're compounding <laughs> your crystals into a diamond. It mm, takes time. Pressure, 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 <laughs> pressure, pressure. pressure. <laughs> <laughs> it takes time. So, so those are the two things I would recommend. To okay. Know so it was the big three, and then you said Saturn, Chiron, and the eclipse cycle. The eclipse cycle. Mm-hmm. What was our, la- our last eclipse cycle? So we just exited out of Taurus and Scorpio. Um, they were eclipsing for like the tail end of 2021 through... Um, Actually, they might have, it might have even, no, the tail end of 2021 all the way through 2022 into 2023. And then in the spring of 2023 is when we started to shift into the Aries Libra eclipses. Mm. So right now we're experiencing that. Taurus and Scorpio really brought up for everyone. The energy was leaving Scorpio going into Taurus. Okay. It really brought up out of everyone what is a suitable boundary for me? And what does a boundary look like to me? And am I willing or allowing of people inside of my energetic field? And how do I want to shape those energetic boundaries in my Mm. life? So you may have noticed... That was two years, 2021 to 2023? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And we were in the middle of the pandemic. Obviously, everyone was like... 
Get away from me. Yeah. Six Stop feet. it. <laughs> you're, you're contagious. You sneeze yeah, once and everyone yeah. freaks out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And everybody had strong opinions too about yeah. what's socially acceptable and mm-hmm. what's not socially acceptable with going out into public, whether yeah. you can have large gatherings, whether you can uh, commingle without wearing a mask, like all these things. And we also had the Roe v. Wade discussion go on that too during too. that time period. That's yeah. right. That's a big boundary. It's a huge boundary. Yeah. yeah. That's, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now Aries and Libra, the energy is focusing, leaving Libra, going into Aries and Libra and Aries historically represent the self and the partnership. So Libra being partnership, Aries being the self. And so the energy leaving partnerships and going to the self, you may notice, you know, some people may decide to move through parting ways from their loved one, right. uh, like divorcing if they're married or breaking up. Um, but that's not everybody. That's maybe like, 10 to 20% of the populace, right? Like it's a segment. Um, But you may also notice a lot in relationships where partners also just push each other forward and like Mm. say like, you go do this. A lot of like um, dissolving of codependence. Yeah. uh, Where people are like, you go do your thing. I'm going to do my thing. <laughs> like, yeah. But I'll see you at dinner. <laughs> like, I've experienced you know? that, yeah. So things like that where where people are heading in their own directions, which could be much healthier for a relationship for longevity purposes anyway. Mm-hmm. When you're tending to your personal needs, you show up more for your partner yeah. um, because you have taken care of yourself more versus focusing so much on the other individual. Right, feeling like yours aren't being met. You're able to meet right. your own needs. Well, right. And then they are also able to, it's like a double cup full. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then that energy reflects back where they mm-hmm. tend to their needs, but then still meet up in union with you. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely a lot of shifts in that direction. There's also... Um, leaving behind i think i mentioned this to you earlier like leaving behind um like you're not going to take you're not going to pacify anymore like libra is the peacekeeper and the energy is leaving libra and libra is like i'm not gonna put up with this bs anymore (laughs) (laughs) like i'm gonna go this way i'm sick of this you know sort of thing yeah yeah i definitely feel and seen that as well i like the and i'm thinking of on a macro scale Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think that's going to do or what energy do you feel like that might bring as like a global scale, leaving mm-hmm. this kind of sense of partnership to uh, more indiv- individuality? Yeah. Do you think yeah, this, this is my take? Yeah. I feel like it's going to drive people to either look at to, Again, what you're talking about, the codependency thing. Yeah. And like finding a more internal self. Like, I, it just brings to me like the only way to peace is by bringing peace within one person at a time, like within yourself first. Yeah. So, my hope is that that's what it does to everybody. It gives everybody this just giant mirror. Yeah. And so then it starts to bring in more you know, wellness things are more people more focused on these areas of their lives right. and things like that, which like, I why are they seen. really here on earth? What is their right. true, purpose, their true, exactly. their true Dharma? What yeah. are they meant to give? Cause everybody does have a gift. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of understanding on what level that is and what you want to express in your lifetime. And it's really hard, you know, for a lot of people to tap into that um, because they get distracted by the hum, the humdrum of society and the <laughs> responsibilities and the social pressures and commitments they have with loved ones and, you know, if they're parents and they're caring for children, like, yeah. there's a whole level and layer of responsibility there. Tons. And just the the whole societal network we've created over hundreds of years, if not thousands, of how we set up our society it's very um you have to like play your part Mm -hmm. but somehow still satisfy what's happening internally for yourself and what you're really here to do um so to answer your question (laughs) i uh, i feel that this 
eclipse cycle for everyone is going to really evoke true nature and people are going to be tested and um, tested in the sense of like, are they really seeing their true selves? Are they really, mm-hmm. truly living their life? Mm-hmm. Or is it a falsity? Because at the same time, for the past um, 12, 13 years, 13 years, uh, Neptune has been in Pisces and Neptune rules Pisces. And that was like the, you know, the emergence of of Instagram and like oh, yeah, Snapchat yeah, 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 yeah. and like all these picture social media, like where everybody's so glued now Facebook. to like seeing what everybody, cause I mean, there was Facebook back in the early two thousands, but Facebook was, you it know, there were pictures. Popular, I feel like. Yeah. It, it had its popularity, but it just wasn't as gripping yeah. as like TikTok or Instagram, yeah. <laughs> Instagram or YouTube or Twitter, or Twitter Instagram, where yeah. everybody's just like get to see everything yeah. all at once so quickly. Um, so this Neptunian energy can also be very dreamy and um, cause falsities, the dream state. Mm-hmm. So, you know, back to this eclipse cycle, people are going to be tested to see whether or not they're truly living the life that they're meant to, or are they in a dream Mm. and they need to wake from it. And Mm. Neptune will be pushing its way out of Pisces. It takes about 14 to 15 years for Neptune to go through one sign. And so next year it's going to start shifting into Aries. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So then it's going to be like, you know, Looking at fun, (laughs) looking at is this truly who I am? Yeah, or is this a dream? Yeah, yeah, straight up and like fighting it almost. Yeah, like okay, this is what do I? How do do I really want to see myself? Yeah, you know, this is the image I have in my mind. How do I portray that outwards? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's gonna be some drastic change. The twenty twenty five is about to be nuts. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't know that Neptune was going to change. I had a feeling because I was I was gonna bring up earlier. I was like a lot of generations share the same like Neptune. Pluto too, like yeah. a, lot of, a lot of the share Uranus, that same Platoon, one. Or Neptune and Pluto, because they just move so slow. Yeah. Um, and so that's the, another big shift for 2024. It happened about two weeks ago. We're recording today, by the way, on February the 3rd, 2024. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's state that. <laughs> <laughs> this, this podcast actually does really care about time, where we're at. <laughs> yeah. So um, about two weeks ago, Pluto just switched out of Capricorn into Aquarius. And we had this transition happen back in 2023 briefly because planets move forward, but they also retrograde. And right. That's a whole nother thing. Retrograde is basically the optical illusion that the planet's going backwards across the sky. I remember we talked about this. Yeah. And I've, I, <laughs> for the longest time, I literally thought the planets went in reverse. No. That I was don't. like, how is that even possible? Oh, it's slowing down. It's I was like, slowing down. I feel so, like that would destroy the like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that was in my head for some reason. Because they move so much slower than the Earth, or vice versa. If it's like Mercury, it moves much faster than the Earth. Yeah. Um, it basically, depending on where it is around the Sun and where the Earth is, at one point it looks like Earth Stopped. is moving <clears throat> past it and it's going backwards versus moving forwards. So, anyway. Yeah. Um, so Pluto, we got a taste of it last year. So if you can recall anything from March to June of 2023, yeah, it was in Aquarius for a brief moment. And, um, yeah, it's now officially in Aquarius moving forward. It will retrograde back towards the end of the year, back into Capricorn for about two months. And then it'll be full fledged in 2025 in Aquarius, like for the next 30-ish years. Yeah, or 20. That's Pluto, 20, right? Yeah, Pluto. So Pluto, be, we were talking about generational planets. Yeah, Pluto yeah, yeah. being a generational planet, it's like we're on the cusp of what the generation to come is going to experience and grow up with. And the whole hubbub Ooh. right now is artificial intelligence yeah. and AI and how that's going to shape the world. Um, also, too, um, 
there's many layers with Pluto being in Aquarius because it's an air sign, Aquarius, and we are in the age of Aquarius. So this is the first time Pluto being a generational planet is in Aquarius. And so it's like doubly impactful because the energy around us for the next 2000 years is all about the mind and leveling up intuitively and spiritually and um, accessing more technologically um, and yeah, it's going to be, I think it'll be very interesting to see over the next couple of decades what happens it's to already human society. To it's already interesting <laughs> to me because like there's so much online that can already be be, be built AI. Yeah. Like you can make AI realistic photos and like you'd be like, yeah. is that even a real person that you're looking at? Like yeah. it's crazy to me. And that's what the children are going to grow up with, you know, yeah. the next generation, all I, of that. I feel like they might have an, um, they could have an upper hand by being able to use it. And like one thing too, um, I just think about like the school system. Oh, that's going to totally like how, change. How do you not? Totally how do you not have drastic changes already with like Chat GPT, the like COVID, writing, the pandemic, like going remote. Like, can you imagine as a first grader being remote for school? Oh gosh, no! <laughs> I'm like, it's I mean, for, all I feel day. like first grader, first grader would be like able to like, adjusting. Like, as a first grader, would be okay. But like, I'm, I'm like, I'm more thinking of like the people that are like developing a little yeah. more than a first grader. If you go into like a middle schooler like or like 12, freshman 15. high school, yeah. all this time they're just social, social, social. They look at their house, and like now it's like, yep, can't leave. Yeah. Like that probably messed you up for like a couple of years. Yeah. You know? How you were developing as a human. Yeah. And you and that's you like the big others. social years. Like I remember in that age, I was like yeah. riding bikes to my friends' houses, oh always God. being outside, never never home, like or sitting out front. Yeah. You know, getting into something and like then, you know, you're stuck inside for almost two years. Yeah. And that's how you have to hang out. Yeah. Via Zoom, Zoom, TikTok, FaceTime, FaceTime everything became everything became <laughs> over your phone. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, is because it's only been a couple of years. Like when those yeah. kids start going into like the workplace and start getting older, like what's that going to be like? Do they are they going to bring new technologies that are going to shift it into like this? Now everything's being automated in a certain way, mm-hmm. or is it going to be more of just like you know? you may not have the greatest social constructs to be able to work in an environment like that. Right. Right. Um, I think mental health will be a very big focus over the next 20 years. Um, And I, I think it's changed leaps and bounds in the past five years, honestly, of how the society handles handles mental health. I mean, I was just thinking about like, um, you know, how they probably handled things back in the day, back like 100 years ago. You'd be put up into like insane <laughs> asylums yeah. if you just get it. Said, just everybody oh, gets depressed. A like, you're like, oh, you're going into the Everyone gets asylum. a lobotomy. Like, yeah. Like, it's Everyone how just scary. like sever that. Yeah. Yeah. Can you, that, oh, I would, I'd be dead <laughs> if I was living I in that. I'm age. like, it's. It's terrifying what we used to do, like, as a society, what we used to do. To be deemed a witch and burned at the stake. Yeah. Like, um, so I think mental health will be a big focus in the next 20 years. Um, I think power, a dissolving of power and a focus on the ultra wealthy um, with, like, currencies being digitized and things mm, like that yeah, with the like crypto with crypto and currencies and stuff like that i think that will be a focus over the next 20 years and how that impacts people in power and i think there will be a redistribution of or i at least hope there will be a redistribution <laughs> of power and wealth over the next 20 years because aquarius is a sign for the people it's all about the community and also i think people who have been disempowered or people who have been um mistreated or um you know faced with racism or sexism Mm -hmm. or um hate crimes of any form i think that there's going to be a bigger 
resurfacing over the next 20 years of empowering those individuals to be oh yeah more equi- like equal in the societies that they live in yeah um, not just in like the Americas but like worldwide that's one thing that <clears throat> I um, I was talking to my sister about this and actually uh, it was on New Year's she like hit me up like hey can you pull some cards me and my friends are yeah. like, like hanging out and I was like yeah. sure yeah um, but Basically, what the energy was feeling was this separation from, uh, you know, every, exactly kind of what you were saying. We're finding out that we're not living as ourselves. We're not living as authentic as we can be or right. as authentic as we want to be. Right. And so it's a shift from this huge scope of trying to be all together in one space to recognizing, okay, well, we have to start small. So there's just going to be just outbreaks of communities yeah. all over the place, whether it's starting in inner cities or, you know, outsourced right. and people doing like homesteading communities, however that right. looks, but it's going to be that huge yeah. shift into that. Yeah. And like, that's one thing I'm very excited for because mm-hmm. I'm like curious as to what that's going to look like mm. for those in a power state, yeah. right? Like yeah. what that's going to really do because how are you going to be able to govern yeah. and control of that, right? Think- it's going to, sh- it's going to have to demand a shift. Yeah. And I like what you said about um, uh, those people that have dealt with those long stands of oppression. Right. Because that is definitely one thing I think has, for better lack of words, like it's time. Yeah. The, 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 the bomb it's is well ticking. Over it's, time. it's just it's been yeah. way overdue for everything. Yeah. yeah. And like, I don't understand to me how we can continue to declare uh, rules and regulations on the way people decide to live their life, do what they want to do with their own bodies, whether it was trans rights or, you know, gay rights of people getting married or or black, white, those things. Yep. 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 Abortion rights, like that stuff. I, I don't understand to me. It's just this, like, I try to understand and see, yeah. and I just have this huge, it just, it it blows my mind that we're, that there's people out there that are like, no, you can't do that with your, with body. your a body. Yeah. You're not allowed to. Yeah. And, like, that doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't trigger like, anything. Like, it's just like, yeah. but then, then you have like this, and it's this whole, to me, I'm like, it's this whole illusion that we just got to shatter. Yeah. Because that's not serving anything. It's not doing anything. So I feel with this shift with Pluto and Aquarius over the next 20 to 30 years, we will feel and see that distribution of wealth and power mm-hmm. from the entities that hold it most will probably come in the form of lawmaking. Yeah. There will be new sorts of laws that will um, require even like some people may say it'll be like, um, uh, what's it called? Like monthly dystopian, stimulus. No, oh. like dystopian, like more interfering or control. But I think it'll stem through like media networks and things like that and how people are using artificial intelligence and yeah. how and I think that implementing regulations and laws on that will be a topic over the next twenty years and how data and information is transferred and handled and mm-hmm. distributed. Um and I think that that will impact power in certain communities, um, depending on how these laws are written and how information is shared and how people can act using information and artificial intelligence. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that it'll shift different pockets of society. Do you think you'll we'll end up going into like a McDonald's or like a fast food joint and have like <laughs> AI bots cooking our food? <laughs> In the next 10, 15, oh, 20 years. That would be really cool to see, but scary <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> I always um, thought I was like, well, AI and self-driving would be cool. But like, then I, I started looking at like how many jobs would be taken out. Because you'd need either people, yeah. like those truckers, I don't have jobs that yeah. like, they don't have a background of how I'm being able to repair. Some right. of them might not have it. Right. So like, it, you, it's... It's crazy and it's weird. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah, I don't 
I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> but it's more of just accepting um, as like this is what is happening now. Yeah. Like it's already they've already invented it so many different forms is. of artificial intelligence and it's only progressing. Yeah. Um so it's a matter of accepting what things are and working with that energy. It's very <laughs> astrological. <laughs> accepting things as they are and working with it. <laughs> what um, um what can we expect for like energy wise for the rest of this year? This or like year turning over from last year into this year. I mean, we can kind of talk about that too because we're yeah. in February. So this year is definitely going to be a year of um, huge energetic shifts because of the eclipse cycle. Like late March into all of April really is going to be like a powerhouse month experience energetically. Um, we're going to have two eclipses. Then we're going to have Uranus and Jupiter conjoin. And conjoin means they're they're in the same sign and they're at the same angle. So they're like, oh, snap. They, they basically eclipse each other. Yeah. Um, so, and Jupiter and Uranus are very big planets. So they have strong energetic pulls. Um, so that'll be the spring. <laughs> and then over the summer, <laughs> over the summer, we'll have um, uh, Jupiter will shift into Gemini and it will butt heads with um, Saturn in Pisces. And that will be a, a, a testament uh, that we will see over the course of a full year because they'll do it they'll exact three times over the course of the next year Wait, let's backtrack really quick explain yeah. that spring like what that energy is going to bring yeah so it's going to focus firstly with the eclipse in libra um so that resurfacing it's a lunar eclipse so it's all okay. about the emotional mental energy of partnerships and relationships that no longer serve. Mm -hmm. um, so people noticing behavioral patterns and relationships that they have and addressing things like that are unsavory. Like, I'm not going to deal with this or I'm not going to put up with this anymore. You may see people, you know, if they're in positions that they're unhappy in, they'll quit. Like, um, you know, or same thing with um, family members. If you have like a really rough relationship with certain family members, you may be like, I need space from you mm -hmm. or something like that. Um, and then in April, we'll have the solar eclipse in Aries. And then that will be highlighting um, the focus on the self of like really bringing to everybody's forefront and attention, like what am I doing with my life and what is my purpose? Yeah, yeah. And it'll also on a geopolitical scale it will also probably um solar eclipses were always affiliated with like historically um with the rise and fall of certain leaders um Ooh. so it may see also some crazy leaders coming in like well we may see like somebody who was like the underdog in our presidential campaign make rise up to be like all of a sudden the new spotlight see that would ahead. be kind of cool because we yeah. just had the same two guys for the last fucking eight I years no like literally i would love i would literally. love our system to be different <laughs> i love our system to be different that doesn't make any sense to me folks <laughs> i know it's <laughs> It's like seems a little to, fishy. What's that expression? Trying to do the same thing more than Insanity. once and expect the, <laughs> expecting different results. In, insanity. Yeah, that's the definition yeah. of insanity. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. So no big deal, guys. Government's yeah. just insane. <laughs> <laughs> so or are we putting these people in power? I don't know. Um, so there's. Uh, <laughs> Um, I think it's the illusion of choice. The illusion, yeah, it's a farce. Yeah, um, so that's what will be surfacing in the first, like the last week of March, the first week of April. So what's the Jupiter Uranus conjunction conjunction thing? Yeah, that's going to be that. April. They're not, head, they're not butt heading heads. First, it's like the f pretty much Hitler's birthday. Yeah, April twenty first. I think the day after. 
It's like the beginning of the Taurus season. So the sun will be moving into Taurus and then Jupiter and Uranus are already in Taurus and they'll go exact that day. Um, and that is just Taurus rules is the mother earth sign. Mm. So, <laughs> so it rules materialistic things. It rules tangible things. It rules money. It rules, um, Jupiter, Everything Jupiter in the physical. is about money, right, too, right? Jupiter is about abundance, abundance, luck, and mm-hmm. wisdom. So, um, and Uranus is the extremes. Uranus is, oh. like, extremely great or extremely terrible. Oh, gosh. Um, so, it could go in either direction for all people during that time frame, like the last two weeks of April. Um, like, some people... It may be a great day to buy a lottery ticket and you may win the lottery, you know, depending on your chart and where your placements are for certain planets. Um, Put it out of my calendar. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But for some people, it may go in a different direction where it's like all of a sudden, you know, they have to maybe foreclose on their house or something like mm. that, where it's like a physical object, their house, yeah. you know, or the car gets repoed. Right. Um, yeah. uh, it also could be on a um, weather scale, like because Taurus is mother earth, it could Ooh, spell whoa. a very massive earthquake or, you know, um, volcano eruption or th- something like That'd that. Wild. Yeah, so it can go in many different directions because Taurus, the sign of Taurus is uncomfortable with Uranus being there because Uranus is Aquarian energy, air mm. energy. Yeah, and that, they do. They do. They're heads. very different. Yeah, very, like you know, air is all urethral and like yeah. subtle, and yeah. Earth is like dense <laughs> and like. <laughs> Solid. Solid. And so they're, they're a little bit of conflicting energies. Just think um, of like Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> yeah. Aang trying to learn earthbending was just yeah. a pain in his ass. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, they're foreign. One's very light, one's very heavy. Right. So like, um, yeah. So th- that's why I feel there could be some major weather event um, uh, anywhere, in the world, anywhere in the yeah, world. Anywhere in the world. Yeah. Um, Because it's a global thing. It's a global experience. Yeah, yeah, it's not just here. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then the week after that, so the beginning of May, really sweetly, May will be more of an auspicious month because Mm. after all that tension of April and powerful shifts, um, we'll be kind of like what's that setting when you're doing you had a manual stick shift shirt on oh, earlier yeah. it's like in the <laughs> yeah. overdrive like yeah we're all the way in sixth gear or something yeah sixth this gear we'll just be cruising, cruising. In, nice. in may so may will be like this really beautiful energy because there'll be a lot of energy in taurus with like venus being there and venus mm-hmm. rules taurus and then the sun and uranus and jupiter okay, so we kind of hit like a peak and then it's like all right now we're just coasting with now this, we're whatever coasting. this is yeah okay okay yeah. i feel that um but then the summer with Jupiter moving into Gemini, that um, Jupiter is a little uncomfortable. I was gonna say that feels in Gemini. Just hearing that makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, Gemini is ruled by Mercury, the smallest planet, and Jupiter, the largest planet, will be going through it um, for a year, and so it'll be contentious as well with. Saturn and Pisces and Jupiter rules Pisces. So it's in a sign it's not happy in yeah. and it will be fighting another planet in the sign that is its home. So um, over the next year, we'll be feeling that tension. And what it'll evoke for us is a big focus on like our beliefs. Like Pisces is the sign of beliefs mm-hmm. and Gemini is the sign of the thinker, the mind of your ideas of like what you want to achieve and perceive and go for it um and then pisces is all about the belief like what do you believe in and so people's perceptions and beliefs will be shifting over the course of the next year i feel like that goes right in line with i mean the finding the individuality of the self yeah questioning is this my true self right yeah that's going to be a great thing of not only are you looking at how you show up in the world, but now I'm looking at what do I really believe to be true about myself and how I 
function in the world. Right. How do I show up and is this really who I am? Yeah. Or am I someone else? Yeah. Um, So, yeah. And then the fall, there will be an eclipse in Pisces in September. And it'll be the first kiss of the Pisces Virgo eclipse cycle. (laughs) Um, That'll happen in 2024. Five through 2026 so it'll be the first occurrence so we'll get a taste of what's to come in september of the next two-year cycle mm. um, as the aries and libra eclipses phases out in 2024 um and then what else oh then the end of the year we finish the year with another eclipse in libra where that energy solar eclipse in libra and that energy of like, I'm not going to pacify anymore. I'm going to do what I want. I'm gonna not <laughs> not going to entertain this BS anymore is going to really resurface. And then the election will happen. Um, and then right after the election, Mars will retrograde in early December. And when Mars retrogrades, Mars is the energy powerhouse. It's the drive. It's our passion. It's what makes us get up in the morning it's what brings us to work every day and when it goes retrograde asleep it's like uh, i don't really feel like it <laughs> and it's retrograding in leo um so it's gonna be a lot of um people questioning the the results Leadership? i think of the election yeah. and like the year ahead of what it means and because that's a Mars doesn't go retrograde that often, right? It's like every two years or something like that? Every two years, yeah. Yeah. And it's going to... It also does something unique this one time around. It's going to align with... I'm trying to remember. I think it's because it's going to be opposing... Yeah, it's going to be opposing Pluto in Aquarius when it goes retrograde in Leo. Yeah. So that generational timing that shift of like everybody focusing on the community and the people at large and ai and what are the laws around people's rights and redistributing wealth and power that opposition to mars going retrograde is like and we're gonna go dark for a little bit yeah because pluto is all about i mean what is pluto is like the i feel like it's like an undercover Kind yeah, of like it's the hidden, the hidden stuff. Because it's so slow that yeah. it takes a while for things to come out. Yeah, but with so with mm, Mars opposing it, it's tension. Yeah, Oof. yeah, where things will just be brought to light, yeah. and it may be unsavory. Yeah, you know. So, what, what's going to happen right after? You know, like, I know it's going to be some wild stuff coming out. I uh, know. Right. Interesting. Interesting. I uh, know. So that's kind of like a brief. But it didn't feel very brief, actually. <laughs> but that's a, that's a good overview for overview. the year. Though. I yeah. mean, like I, I'm excited. Yes. I'm always excited. Yeah, and I'm always, I'm always gonna be curious. Yeah, um, because I find that the inner little things that happen to us individually, mm-hmm. it, it's the same exact thing that's happening on yes. a macro scale. Yeah. So I don't ever, there's no separation to it. What you're feeling, what you're dealing with, just know that you're not the only person because right. it's happening globally. Yeah. It may be shown differently. You know, some people are able to handle it a different way, but there's no separation. There's yeah. no sense of, I'm going through this alone. Right. And that's one thing, like, you're not alone. No one's ever alone. <laughs> I'm pointing at, pointing at the camera, but also to Nikki. She's like directly behind. <laughs> Dora, Nick, you're not alone. You're in this too. <laughs> we love her. I love Nikki. We love Nikki. Um, but yeah, I would agree with that. And I would just say as a takeaway, like the year ahead, there's going to be a lot of shifting, gear shifting. Oh, yeah. Because there's a lot of planets exiting signs and moving into new ones that are slow moving planets. Um, so it'll be impactful over the next you know two to five years we'll feel this energy shifting more um but this is like the first uh shift what's the first planet to go retrograde oh well that's a great question do you know i don't know off the top of my head um there 
I believe actually right now Uranus may be in retrograde. Yeah, Uranus? Uranus mm-hmm. may be in retrograde right now. But the first, I know we just Mercury will be going retrograde this this month. April. April. Because I know we have like, we always have like a little reprieve yeah. before it starts getting into yeah. this. All right, now you have like five planets in retrograde at yeah. once. Yep. That's That'll be like spring summertime. into summer. Yeah. yeah. Spring into summer. We'll have a few planets go retrograde and every time a retrograde happens it just means the planet's weaker or it's just um not performing as well and not giving you the guidance that you need or maybe it brings up something that's hidden in whatever sign it's in so if it's like in the sign of taurus like maybe you find some money you didn't know you had in the couch (laughs) or something like that you know like things things like that um little little tidbits yeah i like that hidden things (laughs) yeah hidden things (laughs) little gems little gems i like that i like that so um well matthew i mean is there anything you want to leave them with yeah um i would say astrology is a wonderful tool and if you're curious about it you should definitely check out um everything you need to know about astrology it's definitely a great read <laughs> um i think the author's name is christina norfolk christina norfolk something like that i think the name norfolk i think norfolk. it's her last name we could probably um, go and put it in like a description or something it's a really great start um if you're curious about it and yeah. then of course you know Read up more on your sun, moon, and rising sign. You can easily find it if you have your birth date, your date, or your time of birth, and your location of birth. You can easily look it up online for free. Um, <laughs> and then um, once you understand those three, you can read more about each one of those and see how that impacts you. And that'll be a great way to just get to know yourself better. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely feel like when I knew, like, the Libra part. I yeah. was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah. But then when I found out that there's ma- the main three and I started reading about those, mm-hmm. that opened up so many doors Yeah. to just understanding. And I take it lightly Yeah. only because, like, there's a lot of information in there and it does give you a full scope picture. Yeah. Um, and then there's also a part of me that's like, well, I feel I've outgrown some of those things. Do you yeah. ever feel like you could outgrow, not necessarily outgrow the sign, no, but outgrow some of the things that habits. came with the sign? Yeah. I guess, yeah, habits or, yeah, yeah, or qualities. Ways of being. Yeah. yeah. Or it just doesn't resonate with you anymore. Yeah. So you shift and you change. Yeah. Um, and that's because the current energy in the sky is shifting and changing. So well, you're changing as an individual. There, all we, the go. Time. there yeah. we go. That explains it. <laughs> yeah. But it always, like, to know your astrology will just always be a useful tool for you of what energy you carry and mm-hmm. what can you change about yourself. Yeah. You know? So I know that's why I always try to go to you like, Matt, what's coming up with me for like this next <laughs> couple months? What I, I got going on? How were you last week? You said you were sick. Were you sick? My last week? week? Or two weeks ago. Uh, it two well, weeks ago? it was. So like last week and that time period was a very just felt dense yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. Just like bed like felt bedridden, didn't yeah. really want to do anything, like yeah. couldn't get a – I had – it was funny because – at the beginning of the week, mm-hmm. felt really good, and I'm going through mm-hmm. this. Here's routine. Just stopped dead in my tracks, like Ooh. Wednesday, Thursday. I was just, I was like lost, felt like I lost all momentum. There was a full moon in Leo. Yeah. On Wednesday. Yep. The and I, 23rd, yep. 24th. I remember <laughs> I like looked at that and I was like, okay. Yep. Fair enough. I'll just let it. I'll let it be, and I'll just sit with all of this. (laughs) I need to be alone. Where I am, I was like, I don't want to do anything. To lay here, yeah. Where I am emotionally, I don't know how I feel about myself anymore. (laughs) This huge thing. Like I need twenty four hours to myself. Oh yeah, I'm a big though. Like, um, I don't, and I might be weird about this, Mm -hmm. but I'm not one that when I have those, um what do you want to call, I guess, some depressive moments? Mm-hmm. I'm using air quotes here because it's not full-on depression. Right. But it's like low moments. Fleeting. Fleeting, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
I don't ever try to um, shake myself out of them right away. Yeah. I am one that sits with it for yeah. at least a day or two to understand origination what this is coming from yeah. what maybe i can learn or let go and just be curious because i'm like i need to allow myself to feel i like to feel all the emotions yeah all, i almost have to feel it and just witness like my What's actions happening? my what i'm doing <laughs> my body and like mm-hmm. i'm like okay that's cool that's weird and then like a couple maybe two to three days later i'll be like all right it's time to shift and i'll go yeah. i'll do something to shift myself out of it physically but yeah, it's real. It's a real interesting. I don't. I don't know if I would encourage people to do that. Right. But strong sense of self. Yeah, <laughs> it's something that I do. That as uh, I have just. I've only. I haven't been doing it very often. But maybe in the last two years, I really started. Two three years, I really started doing it. Yeah. Um, because I didn't want to shut myself out of being able to feel emotions. Of course. Um, and that was one of my big things. I was like. I don't care if I'm sad. I mean, I'm just it's sad. a valid emotion. It's a valid, right? Yeah. Can't. <laughs> yeah. Everyone feels it. Everyone, every other day, or yeah. you know, moment, couple times a, a week. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, a couple times a day, maybe. Maybe have this happiness, and then oh, that um, made me sad. That made me sad. Like, so like, oh. really happy coming on today, and then I was like, oh, sad. We don't have all this, and then like, yeah. so like, then I'm like really happy. Like I know what we need to get, and yeah, yeah, and it's always a fun little dichotomy of being able to have both, but. Good. It's always a pleasure having you on, Matthew. You know we're gonna do Thank this yearly, you. so we can I would keep, love we'll that. figure that out. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to do twenty twenty five, maybe near the new year. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> not when Wait it's Mercury second. retrograde. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> so that we did a test run, a pre-screen run. About a month or so ago. About a, oh, a month and a yeah, half. Yeah, a month. Because we did it before before New Year's. It was like December. I actually remember the date. December twenty. Seventh, twenty seventh, yeah, something around there. Because it was a weekend. It was yeah. also a Saturday, and it was the weekend after we had graduated. Yeah, after the the YTT, YTT, after our last uh, in like our uh, last student teaching session. Yeah, yeah, and it was right in the middle of Mercury retrograde. Right in the middle of it, Mercury rules technology along with Uranus. Um, so uh, Uranus was. I feel like Uranus was also retrograde. It was. Yeah, we played. We gambled. <laughs> We, we gambled hard. We did. And we lost everything. I know. We lost everything. It was a two nice a test half, run. Two and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> it was so wonderful. <laughs> it was great practice. <laughs> hey, you never done? You've never been on a mic? I never? Not. Sad like, oh, God. My voice is recorded. <laughs> <laughs> now everyone will know what you sound like. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on, Matthew. Thank you all for tuning in. Catch us next time on Swim with Sepsi. (laughs) (laughs) And cut. Wow. Nikki, so nice. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us on this episode of Swimming with Sepsi. If this resonated with you, please like, subscribe, and follow us on our YouTube channel or listen on all platforms or wherever you get your podcasts any support is greatly appreciated you can find us on our patreon page at patreon.com slash swimming with sepsi you can also follow us on instagram at swimming with sepsi and if something did arise today maybe you need some clarification or want some help or just need some guidance and don't know where to go Feel free to reach out to me via email, swimwithsepsy at gmail.com, or you can find my website at solelyliving.com, where I offer coaching packages, readings, and things of that nature. Again, thank you for tuning in. Very grateful. Namaste. And we'll find you on the next episode of Swimming with Sepsy.